I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, we are about to read from the Holy Book. And Lord, it would be very irresponsible of us to read without inviting the author. And Lord, we just want to commit everything to you as we are going to read and fellowship around the weight. Our expectation is that everything that is going to be said here, let it be to inspire your children, let it be to edify them, let it be to make them to be rooted in the weight. Dear God, may you just take my lips, dear God, and anoint them and anoint their ears so that when we come to the end of the service, it should show that indeed that it is the work of the Lord. We've got prayer requests, dear God, of various people that may not be here, uh, but Lord, we know that you understand and you can touch them and make them whole wherever they are, completely healed, dear God. Some may call it a change of a season, but uh, I just see it as an opportunity for demons to attack. But dear God, we've got the name of Jesus Christ that we can wave over every demon and overcome and bring every demon under subjection. We want to commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. While we are just going to read here, God bless you, musicians. First Timothy 3. First Timothy 3, 16. Chapter 3, verse 16. First Timothy 3, verse 16. Can we read it together? And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Amen. Without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness as you take your seats for a few minutes. Amen. Just bear with us for starting a bit late, but others, they had to do a few things. Amen. I just want to speak this evening, maybe just to take this phrase that Paul spoke on, and I just want to say, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Amen. Without any contestation, great is the mystery of godliness. And what was that mystery? God was manifest in the flesh. Amen. This is the the. the the mystery that is beyond controversy that God took residency in a human heart. Amen. Now, we are promised that 
every time when you see God taking a human flesh, it is a rapture call. The first time when he took a human flesh, it was during the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, there was a body change. Hallelujah. And then uh, Jesus Christ came, he was God in flesh, and when he died on the cross, many graves of the Old Testament saints were opened, and on the day of ascension, they ascended with him. Hallelujah. Now in the end time, we are promised that God will take a human flesh again. And if it is again, that means it is going to be a rapture call. Uh, hallelujah. Now, a few things that we, we have to, to speak on tonight, even before I get into the quotations, and I think it needs to be spoken for what it is. There is a difference between the message of the hour and Pentecostalism. Amen. I'll repeat that. There is a difference between the message of the hour and Pentecostalism. Pentecostalism is not an answer to our time. The message of Malachi 4, it is an answer to our time. Hallelujah. Why am I saying that? Is because... Uh, brother, if you can just grab the back there, I've got my notes, but there's one page there in my back. Just bring it. Amen. What, yes, Why do I want to bring, and we need to teach even our young ones, that there is a difference between the message of the hour and Pentecostalism. Hallelujah. Do you believe that there is a difference? Amen. I just want to read this quotation here in this message that Brother Branham spoke on. In the message, Escape Hither, Come Quickly, paragraph 22, Brother Branham says, Watch those two trees growing now. They come up from Genesis they came up into Exodus. There was Israel on his road, an interdenomination on his road across over into a promised land. Are we together? There was Moab, his brother, had a bishop. They brought them out there, and both of them brothers. Moab and Israel were brothers. But Israel was on his way to the promised land. Now he says, Moab and Jacob, both of them was fundamentally right. Moab had seven altars, seven sacrifices, seven bullocks, seven rams, seven, speaking of the coming of Christ, down in the tent of Israel was seven bullocks, Seven altars, seven rams. Are we together? That means what Moab had, Israel had. Fundamentally, they were both right. Fundamentally, they were both right. And actually, this side, they had a prophet. And even on this side, they had a prophet. 
Now, he says, fundamentally, they were both right. But Israel had the revelation. I don't know how we together this evening. That means what brought a difference between Moab and Israel is that Israel had a revelation. And what will bring a difference in the end time between us and them, you've got to have a revelation. Are, are, are we together? Now, he says, for with Israel, Moab just had statue church, very fundamental. But Moab had fund, fundamentalism and a lot of nonsense too. But Biliam failed to see the supernatural sign among them, the pillar of fire. He failed to see the atonement. He thought that a holy God would cast such a people as that just as an outcast. It isn't in your works. It's in your faith that does it. They had the supernatural. Are we together? That means even in the end time, we as message people, we must have the revelation. We must have the supernatural amongst us. And furthermore, we need not to partner ourselves or pattern ourselves after the Pentecostals. Maybe I need you to bring it here. A Pentecostal brother, he is an unbeliever even when he's got a Bible. Hallelujah. What the danger part that we are beginning to see now at time, we see our young ones, they say they try to convert them. Your marriage has never converted anyone. If you are an Israelite, get married to an Israelite. Hallelujah. If you are under the pillar of fire, get married to somebody under the pillar of fire. The moment you go outside, you dilute your faith. Amen. And actually, when you go and read, when the seed began to mingle between the Moabites and the Israelites, the Bible says from that time, God never forgave them. The only sin that God struggled to forgive of Israel is when they mingled. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Branham says, and you'll understand where I'm going with this. In Revelation chapter 4, he says, I think it's the anointed ones at the end time. He says, Neither can you feed the bride of Jesus Christ Pentecostalism. Hallelujah. I will repeat that. Neither can you feed the bride of Jesus Christ Pentecostalism. Amen. No, indeed. Maggot bloat organizations. Nothing doing. No, no. For the promise is, before that great and terrible day shall come, I will send unto you Elijah the prophet. He will restore the hearts of the children back to the faith of the fathers again. All these promises had been made in the Bible. I will do it, and there the eagles will gather. That means the eagles in the end time will gather around 
the message that Malachi 4 has brought. Now, anything you do from dressing, from singing, from living, anything that you do, you've got to ask yourself, is it scripturally correct? And after you have answered that, you must answer the second question, is it messagical? Why, why am I doing that? I think, it was, I think it was Brother Billy Paul that put it very nicely. He says, when you've got the Bible, the Bible is your gun. But if you've got the Bible without the magnifier, you are going to shoot off the target. So you must have the Bible, then you must have the magnifier, which is the message of your age. And you must look at something through the scripture, but you need the magnifier of the revealed word of God to check that there is an alignment for you to reach the target. Uh, We're together. So that means just having the Bible, just having the Bible on its own, I mean, the word only comes to the prophet. You are not the prophet. God reveals the weight to the prophet, then the prophet brings the weight to the church. Are we together? And that means, that means the message of your hour brings, illuminates the scriptures and puts things scripturally. That's why I say you must ask yourself a simple question. Is it scriptural? Is it messagical? Are we together? Excuse me, I don't know what's happening with my phone here. Those that normally phone around this time are not in church. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Now, where are we? Brother Brenham says in this message, souls that are in prison, and before I read quotations, I just want to give it as an analogy. When you've got gifts, maybe in the basket and you give out gifts at some point in time the more you give out at some point in time you will have nothing else to give are we together so if i use it analogically god has had a basket of gifts he has given gifts of speaking in tongues he has given gifts of preaching. He has given gifts of prophecy. But in the end time, when he looked in the basket, he had nothing to give except himself. So we are not looking for a gift. We are looking for a giver. Hallelujah. A gift without a giver will confuse you. A gift without a giver will lead you astray. And the only thing that has given us the giver in the end time, it is the message of the hour. Because under the message of the hour, there is a promise. The Lord himself shall descend. And I say in the end time, he has descended. And where has he descended to? Into the hearts of the believers. Folks, if you you study, or even in a, a work environment,
down here. Amen. Are you still with me? If you are in the work environment where there is no standard, anyone will just perform the way they feel that they... It's like, I just feel like we need to do it this way. But the standard, and the standard is what takes out uh, what we call favoritism. Because in an environment where there is no standard, it boils down to who you favor. But when there is a standard, it doesn't matter whether we favor you or not. Everybody has got to meet the standard. So even in a, in a church environment or within the faith environment, there's got to be a standard. And a There is a standard that has got to be met. Everyone must know what that standard is. And everyone must strive to meet that standard. If the standard is not known, then there is confusion. Because everyone will have their own standard. And my question is, where we are now in, the, in terms of the message, what is the standard of the hour? The standard of the hour it must be God made flesh. God made flesh in your flesh. As much as we say without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, that God was manifest in flesh, the flesh of Jesus. Today, it must be your flesh. Are you still with me? We are, we are not looking for an eloquent speaker or a special speaker or somebody with a special knowledge. We are looking for the literal life of Jesus Christ in every heart of every believer. Are you still with me? Brother Branham says in this message, souls that are in prison, paragraph 48, he says, three is perfection. Why does he say three is perfection? It's because the ministry has got three legs or three poles. The first pool, it had to do with the divine healing. The second pool, it had to do with prophecy, designing the secrets of the heart. Then the third had to do with the revealed weight, the fullness of the weight. Now, Brother Branham says, three, it's perfection. And I think we are where we are. We want to get to perfection. Hallelujah. I believe that you came tonight because you, you don't want to play church. I believe that you are familiarizing yourself with the message because you don't want to play church. You want to know what is required for the hour scripturally and you want to meet it that and have certainty that you've got your eternal destination is safe. Are you still with me? Brother Bram says the three is perfection. The ministry comes to its perfection when it reproduced Christ again in natural. Are you still with me? <laughs> Amongst human beings as it was pre predicted as it was in the days of Lord. I'll read that again. The ministry comes to its perfection when it reproduces Christ again in natural form. And that means in the end time, Christ must be reproduced in the natural form again. In which human beings, you as human beings, must reproduce the very same Christ, must be reproduced in the end time. Are we together? Now, why do I say and stress that there is a difference between Pentecostalism 
and the word of God. Do you believe that there is a difference? Do you want to maintain that difference? Hallelujah. That distinction has to be there at all times. We are not a Pentecostals at all. And I am beginning to see, especially our young ones, they look in the Pentecostal ranks and they admire what is happening there and they wish that it can be replicated here. We are not going to replicate the mess that we have left there. What we have left there must remain there. What we have come into is even much better. It is giving us a quality of holiness that nothing has ever produced in the end time. That thing that has given us is the revealed word of the hour through the prophet messenger. Are you still with me? Do you know that uh, there are songs that we used to enjoy? Very good old songs that we used to enjoy before we came into the message. But as soon as we came into the message, we realized that they did not make sense. We had to let go of those songs. Are we together? There is a song that normally, I think it is in this booklet, uh, Songs of Zion. It says, it says, sitting Sidiba, there is fountain. Then it comes into a certain stanza and says, there are three around the throne. So, we were singing that when we were in the denominations. But as much as the song was good, once we come into the message ranks, we cannot sing the same song anymore. We, I, I don't wonder why we're together. We've got to check the lyrical content of the songs that we are singing to check that they don't contradict what we proclaim that it is the faith of the hour. Are you still Are you still with? So that means anything that comes, it must be looked at messagically. It must be looked at scripturally. And I've realized there are certain things that sound good to the ear. But when you go and check in the message, they make no sense. The other time I was somewhere, I was listening to a minister preaching and trying to bring a a type. And he says, uh, what was happening when Nebuchadnezzar was there, uh, there was a handwriting on the wall. And they were asking, who is here that can interpret the handwriting on the wall? And no one knew what was what the man that could interpret that. Then he says, then the wife of Nebuchadnezzar was there, and she said, I know the man that can interpret this. There is a man called Daniel. Then this man wants to say, that was the bride in the end time, telling the system that this handwriting can be interpreted by the message of the hour, or the messenger of the hour. It does not make sense. Nebuchadnezzar cannot be married to the bride. There must be consistency and continuity. It may sound very good to the ear, but if it does not make messagical sense, we must throw it out. Are you here, people? But if, if you're not, and that's why I have said something well back, what it is going to take in this hour, it is going to take a scripturally trained church. Because there's going to be a lot of impersonations. A lot of things that we are hearing today that people deem to be special revelations. Actually, they belong to the junk of Satan. 
they actually have got no room behind the pulpit where you minister to the bride of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. Say what the tapes have said. And if the tape have not said anything, don't be creative. Leave it alone. Are you still with me? A sister the other time was trying to give us a testimony. And she said, in the testimony, there was a person, then she said she went to hell. And there, then she met the devil. And the devil had a big fork and was busy turning people there. And while she looked around, then she discovered that there were certain things in hell. Uh, she said then she saw that the devil worshippers then used uh, her extension uh, to get in and, 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 and attack people. Those are used by demons. And, and later came back and said, this is a testimony. Uh, when she was narrating that, I picked it up that, no, no, no. I had this testimony 15 years ago that was being testified by a Pentecostal woman. This woman went on the internet, downloaded the same testimony, wants to bring it to us. And I stopped her. I said, listen, this testimony, does it edify us? Does it take us closer to God? What nonsense is this? The devil is a spirit. He does not have a fork. Where do we trace the fork of the devil in the message? There is no such message, people. You must be awake. Are we together? You must be awake. Don't forget what your prophet has taught you. If your prophet never said it, don't be afraid to say, Ah, brother, this is just a a bad stomach case. This will not entertain it. Are you still with me? I hope we are together here. I see an obsession in the message. Every corner. Everyone wants to have a gift of discernment. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry wants to have a gift of discernment. I see it in Zimbabwe as well. There's another Zimbabwean young man that goes around. He claims to have a gift of discernment. That gift was imparted on him by the other false prophet that was doing around. There was another false prophet in Limpopo that was operating. We advised the brothers there and said, this is a false prophet. And they were saying, no. Uh, we must never be involved. Uh, this is God in their midst. And when that other false prophet in the uh, uh, coastal area rose up, then they in Limpopo, they said, ah, because look what God is doing here. He is even doing it in, around the coast. As we are speaking now, all the followers of those prophets, when you ask them, where are your prophets now? They look down. Where are they? 
I think it was Brother Chimezo was telling me about a brother. He says, hey, brother, pastor, I was with this brother. He tells me that brother so-and-so caused such a, a havoc, divided the church, and pulled out. I say, brother, the problem is that the very brother that was telling you about that brother is the very one that was supporting the brother when things were still fine. When we wanted to warn them, they said, no, we are not spiritual. Today, because they have now realized that this man is a false prophet, they have got no shame to come and say, we followed the false prophet, we want to repent. Are we together, folks? I hope we are. I'm going to read something here. I hope it becomes very clear with the church. In the message of the trial, paragraph 209, Brother Bram say, I don't say you're a pastor. This, you've got to listen to me attentively. I don't say you're a pastor or anybody would be taking the gift of discernment. They don't have to do that. That's not their calling. That's not their calling to do that. That's to be one in an age. Malachi 4. That's got to be one in an age. Then what is it that we are seeing with proliferation of false prophets in message ranks? Impersonating the second pool of Brother Brenham, beginning to say your name is such and such. And we know how these things are done. They walk with their wives and they will come and befriend you and have dinner with you or lunch with you. While you sisters, because you normally talk about your issues, they are busy recording. Later then they set in the husband the message, sister so-and-so has got such a problem. Then when he comes behind the pulpit, he wants to present, pretend like he's got discernment. We are not looking for such nonsense. We are looking for the literal life of Jesus Christ back into the heart of the believer. And I've got news for you. If you are looking for such entertainment, Bushiri is available to entertain you every Sunday at Pretoria Showground. This foreign mannerism must never be found within message ranks. I, I know what I'm talking about. Some pastors, they've been pastoring for many years. They have not seen results. And a lot of times, results come because of you live right. Are we together? Because now results are not coming. They say, how can we bring more people? Then they grab one brother and they say, here's a brother. He will come and design the people. Brethren, such, we do not want such in our midst. Can I get an amen on that? Bushiri. These people are embarrassing. If if I could meet Cyril Ramaphosa, the first thing I would say, can't you just arrest that man? Throw him into jail. He's not a man of God. He's a clown. Let me tell you, he brings a woman on the platform. He designs the woman. The woman says, I've managed to buy a car since you prayed for me. And then they show a clip of 10 cars with different registration. And all believers, people are there clapping their hands. And she says she went to a dealership to buy a car. They gave a discount of 700000 How God is great. Everybody is clapping their hands there. Now, later when they went to investigate, this young girl is a daughter of another man that used to be in government in Puerto Ras. 
His father had a tender in government that was corrupt. His father bought all those cars, registered them under the name of the daughter. But the daughter is there. They are trying to mislead the people that it is the God of Wishiri. I don't need the God of Wishiri. I need the God of William Brenham. Brother Brenham never had a gimmick, folks. And if our prophet never had a gimmick, we are not going to entertain any gimmick. I hope it sinks in. Brother Brenham says, when believers, you've got to read. Pastor Ngorima once told me about a story of another man that had gone somewhere, a preacher, was preaching to message people in a certain country and say, you know, when a woman is pregnant, you crave for sweat. Is it, is it because you've got uh, oil de- uh, iron deficiency? Okay, amen. I was going to be in trouble if I don't know that. Now they crave for, for, for soil. Then they go and eat soil because they've got iron deficiency. This man said, you see, the reason they eat is soil, they need to eat soil because there is another body within them. Even for the rapture, we need to eat the soil. Message believers were busy clapping their hands, saying hallelujah to that. Where is it in the message? It's because people don't read. We preach year in and year out. People immediately after church, they have forgotten about what we preach about. And I'm glad that God must test the church to check where they stand, whether they have read or they have not read. And... uh, I'll get into a lot of troubles. (laughs) Amen. Brother Brenham says, in this message, a stature of a perfect man. He says, paragraph 342, I still feel led to come back to Wishir, but not to him this time. Have you ever, how many, how many when they were still in primary and high school, the school used to get a man that would come and perform magic? Raise your hands. Are you not wondering that your children no longer have a man that is going to school to perform magic? It's because magicians have gone to church are now pastors. They realize that money is no longer there. Money is behind the pulpit. And if you do not follow the message of the hour, you're going to eat spiritual junk. We see these things. Another one was in Seshiro, who was showing the church how he can vomit uh, money. And he did vomit money. But to me, it took me many years back when the magician came into our primary school and an egg will come out of his chest. But the problem today, because the church was slumbering, magicians have made their way into church. I've got somebody that I know that uh, was told to go and be, be initiated as a sangoma. And she said, I will be initiated, but once I'm done, sangoma has got no money. I'm going to come and open a church. Are you here? If you do not have a thinking man's filter, you're going to be overtaken by negative elements. 
Amen. Many years back, Brother Chitin was here. There was a false prophet that we dealt with, and many don't know why he is. He's exported back into his country. Because there are some rape allegations. Check. You check. And me, I'm going to (laughs) preach. Sisters, you like folly. You like being slain in the spirit. Why is it only women that are being slain in the spirit? Folks, I will never invite any preacher that believes that he was going to make people to be slain in the spirit. Not in this church. In this church, our ministry is to rise the people. Because when Peter and John saw the men by the gate, beautiful, they say, rise up. The ministry, the power of God must rise you up, not to make you fall. And furthermore, this is an attention-seeking tactic. Why is it only single sisters that are falling? Brampen, you will not allow your wife to fall next to you. Immediately you will say, what's happening? The power of God is not falling. The power of God is to bring the life that was in the body of Jesus into the heart of the believer in the end time. I hope we are together. Even you brothers that preach and always me I travel. When I travel sometimes you get caught up in certain situations and you wonder oh here am I. Very good chance to observe at a close range. I was somewhere and they were praying people for people. As they were praying for these people, look at this. There was no microphone. They were just laying hands of people. Then a woman came and had a supposedly manifested a demon. And she manifested a demon. Then there were a lot of ministers there. Then the preacher went to grab the mic so that he can become audible. What is it? Why can't you just cast that demon without looking for a mic? This is attention-seeking tactics in the church. If it was genuine, why could why couldn't he just cast it out? Why does he want his voice to be amplified and say, "Demon, I cast you," and the woman places some t- t- tricks there? No, sir. The Holy Ghost will never say, woman, you must dress appropriately and later lay you in the spirit with your underneath garments visible. The Holy Ghost is not the author of confusion. Brother Brenham, when he came into this country in the 50s, he says there were the natives, the Zulus, the Shangan. He says they were there in their numbers and they were not, they were not properly low. He says when the Holy Spirit began to move over the audience, they began to cover themselves. I'm looking for a gospel that can make women to cover themselves, not to fall and expose their underneath garments. I don't need a gospel that always we look for towels. Or brother's jackets to cover you. Amen. Folks, 
When you are a, the minister, in the ministry there's what we call the front door and the back door. What does it mean? They normally say, as a minister, you need to know how to close the back door. What, do, what they mean is people come in the front door, hear the gospel. If it does not convict them, they live through the back door. So, sorry, over time, you begin to see people coming into church, but they don't stay. Then there's others that come. And you, you get what I mean? And I'm saying, such ministry of being slain in the spirit, go and check them. They never produce organic believers. They never produce a sister that will wear a long dress Monday to Monday. A sister that is meek in the spirit. A brother that is meek in the spirit. Are you with me? They can have 100 and 300 people today. But after three months, none of them are there. It's a recycling ministry. I'd rather have 50 or 20 that are dedicated to the message for many years than to have the gimmicks in the church. Because remember, how you attract them, that's how you need to keep them. That's why me, if you get into my office, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, last night uh, I saw you. No, 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 no. I don't want to keep you with that. I will tell you that God sent the prophet. You know why I'm telling you that God sent the prophet? I know that 50 years down the line, I will still say, God sent the prophet. That will never change. But a gimmick I've got to change because there might be a competitor that will compete me. Amen. Brother Branham says in the message, the stature of a perfect man. Paragraph 342. When a man possesses this kind of things, he speaks about the virtues. Then the Holy Ghost comes upon him. I still need to go back to the false prophet. One day asked him a question and said, when do you read the spoken word? He says, no, I don't need to read the spoken word and you follow such a man that does not read the spoken word. Be careful. Now he speaks about the virtues. When a man possesses this kind of things, then the Holy Ghost comes upon him. No matter, you might speak with tongues. You might impersonate any gift that God has got. You might do that. But until these virtues here go into you, you are still of the real true foundation of faith. But when these virtues grow in you and you add it to that, that to that, then you are a living monument. You are a living, moving idol. That's what the prophet says. You are a living, a, a, a moving and living building of God. Are we together? That's why Brother Abraham says we are not here to start organizations. We are here to build a powerhouse of God. And it says you are the powerhouse of God. Are we together? I hope we are together. Amen. Now, Brother Branham continues in the same message. He says, the bride is now a living monument. Or the, this is just a remark that I want to make later. Now, 
That is the house that dwells, that God dwells in. Not a building with a big bell on top of it and a high staple, no. But a body has thou prepared me. A body that God can dwell in. God can walk in. God can see in. God can talk in. God can work in. Living instrumentality of God. God walking on two feet in you. Glory. The footsteps of the rushers are ordered by the Lord. What we want to see today, we want to see God walking in two feet in you. Are you still together? I hope you are still with me. Now, Brother Brenham says in this message, Amen. In this message, the trials. Or it's Jehovah Jireh, paragraph 61. He says, what did he do? You remember, it was immediately after that, right immediately after that visitation, that the sun arrived. Sodom was burned. Are we together? Immediately after the visitation, then the sun arrived. Then Sodom was burned. So immediately after this visitation, this world will be burned. Are you still with me? The sun arrived that Abraham had waited on the promise. The church now, Abraham's seed, has been waiting for the coming of the Son of God. Now, what's he done? He has brought you through every one of those elements just like he did, Abraham, with the confirmation of the covenant. Give you the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as the Spirit give utterance. All these different things like he promised now brought you right up and sent his Spirit among you, giving you divine discernment just before to prepare you for the coming sun is the last sign the church will receive. I want you to stay with me. He turned his back and Sarah was behind. Brother Brandon said he designed Sarah's heart. He said that was the last sign that Sodom and Gomorrah saw. In the end time, the prophet messenger came and performed the very same sign. And Brother Bram said, that is the last sign that the church will see. But the problem after that, there is going to come a lot of impersonations. And how do you know that it's an impersonation? It will never tie up with the word of God. And it will always border. It's a ministry of receive your car, receive your house. No, 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 no. Why don't you say receive holiness? Are we together? Because in this hour, yes, I can drive a good car, but without holiness, that car will take me straight to hell. I can live in a good house, but without holiness, I will go to hell. What is needed now is holiness. What will counteract Satan is holiness. And how do you get holiness? Through the message of the hour. Brothers living right, sisters living right.
the church living right, pastors living right. We are getting into a zone where even pastors are not living right. A lot of times, relation, relations between pastors and, and the laity, it, it, it leaves a, lot, a great deal to be desired. A pastor is a pastor. He carries the office that must be respected. And the way he moves, he's got to bring honor to that office. What do I mean? You cannot be a pastor and say the sister is sick and you go and check on the sister. Where are the deacons? Where is your wife? We live in a time where we've got to make sure that how we do things, we are different from the world. That until such time they can say we disagree with them, but we respect them. And what will make them to respect us? How we live. How we conduct ourselves. And how, what will make us do that? The life of Christ in the believer. Then today, we can look at you in 2018 and we say, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God is manifest in your flesh. Amen. God bless you richly. Yes. As we stand to our feet. The greatest danger that we have while the musicians are coming, I need to make this remark. We have had Pentecostal preachers that have come into the message, but we have not allowed them to go through a cooling off period. They jump from a Pentecostal pulpit to a message pulpit. And that is what is creating problem. And Brother Brenham says, if you've got the Methodist seminary, you will bring out a Methodist experience. If you've got a Lutheran seminary, you're going to bring out a Lutheran experience. If you've got a Pentecostal experience or a seminary, you're going to bring out Pentecostal uh, uh, experience. And the problem is, message people are afraid to say, hold on, we've been around for 40 years. And we believed in this message. This message had power over us, over our children, and over our children's children. You cannot bring a new thing. We need that resoluteness, that steadfastness to say no new thing among ourselves. Especially if it is not authenticated by the prophet. Are we together? Amen. Brother Bram say what God even to travel, she was looking for a new thing. What will get this bride into trouble if she begins to look for a new thing? These young men that are going around, I normally pause and ask and say, how long has she been in the message? He has been in the message. No, no, no. He just came two years back. Two years back, then you go around trying to preach. Even pastors, they invite you and lean themselves against the young men's ministry because they say they see a gift. Come on, church. We can do much better than that. Brother Ram says certain roles are not for novices in the church. 
It's for veterans, people that have been around, where you check them, you check their families, you check their children, you see that this man has got a track record in the message. Not some, not a more figures old. In English, the journey come late. We don't want such. We want people that have, that, have, that have gone through trials, challenges, and remain standing, and their track record is proven. Then we can give them a room to influence the, Christ, the church of the living God. Are, you, are we together? Just give us a worshiping song, then we'll close with a word of prayer.
us pray. Gracious eternal heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. You are the mighty warrior, Father. Mm. You are the great in battle, heavenly Father. Yes. We are standing in this great banister, heavenly Father. Yes. We saw you unveiling yourself, heavenly Father, in human flesh. Speaking through the lips of a human being, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for that once more this evening. Reminding us, Heavenly Father, and warning us, Almighty God, that there are spirits, Heavenly Father, in the end time, Heavenly Father. Yes. Imitating, impersonating, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, we see these things on a daily basis, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, we thank you that we still hear the word, Heavenly Father, mm. the original word, Almighty God, authenticated word, Heavenly Father, yes. all-time religion, Almighty Bethlehem. God, that will make men and women, Heavenly Father, raise their hands, Heavenly Father, and praise your name, Lord. Thank you once more, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, bless your servant, Heavenly Father. Mm. Give him wisdom and give him courage, Heavenly Father. Reveal yourself more unto him, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. That you will take from thee, Heavenly Father, and give us, give unto us as a church, Lord. Yes. Bless him abundantly and his family, Father. Mighty God, as we depart from this place, Heavenly Father, may we meditate upon this weight. Think about it. Father, as thy servant said, read about it, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, we pray that you undertake us, Heavenly Father. You protect us, Heavenly God, against the demons, Heavenly Father, until we meet again at the appointed time, Lord. Bless the church, Heavenly Father. We say, let the word be in us, Heavenly Father, and bless us once more as we depart. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, and all the church shall agree by saying, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you richly. Till we see you on Sunday, 9 o'clock. We can just give us a song, jubilant song, and then as we dismiss. Amen.